Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. Uh, this is the podcast where the band O Jeremiah sits on the couch and talks. And this week, we have a really fun episode. We catch you up on the wonderful shows that we got to do. T- touring just feels, it just hits different, you know. It just feels so much sweeter somehow. Uh, we talk about van life. We talk about getting our eyes dilated. We, we did the podcast right after we went to the eye doctor. There's a ton of stuff in here. And if you want to listen to our conversation on the Apple TV show Severance, which we are in love with, head over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash ojeremiah. Man, do we love that show. Man, do we love Patreon. All right, let's do it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. This may be the worst vision I've had in a podcast. It's it's very dark in here. Can I set the scene? This yeah. is very cute. I need to back this up a second because my depth perception is, <laughs> is off and I got it a little too close you to my face. You legitimately look like Ray Charles about to like sing a ballad is what you look like. So we just got back from the eye doctor and they dilated our eyes. And all, like every light in the apartment is out, but you're still wearing sunglasses and it's uh, it's pretty pitiful. And I, I'm blinking a lot. I hope that's not coming off in the recording, but I cannot stop blinking. Did did they have, did the, uh, the student doctor, did she have a moment where she was like, don't blink or try not to blink for a few seconds? And of course, all you can think is like, I'm about to turn into a butterfly. <laughs> like this is... Yeah, that's, uh, I definitely felt anytime anyone tells me anything, my knee jerk is to be like, well, you're getting the opposite. Exactly. Well, I mean, of course, but yeah, I, um, my depth perception is super off. Uh, my eyes feel swollen. I've witted, listen. I'm exhausted from the weekend. I don't know what happened to me, but I'm wiped. You're wiped. And uh, I was very tempted to nap this afternoon, and I will say the eye doctor appointment nixed that. I know. That replaced your nap. It took an hour and a half. Also, we need to talk about how now as a couple, we just like go to doctor's appointments together. I feel like we're better as a team. Like The jokes hit harder, but I mean, we did not... They did the, I haven't gone to the eye doctor in so long, and they did the yellow drops mm-hmm. that turned like your boogies yellow, which is super gross. So that's uh, going to be like. Babe, the, if that's coming out your nose. That's exactly what happens. It goes down and it's all like connected. You're going to have yellow Ew. boogies today. You're going to have yellow boogies for sure. I don't. Have you ever done it that came before? out that way? It's going to happen. It's, it may why, not, don't I, why don't I do my jade roller on your face tonight and see where it massages don't out? touch me with jade. Not again. <laughs> you know what I've won is a guasha. Uh okay, I don't know what that is. But Stone. I I I'm always like kinda stoked about getting my exam because I like doing the left one or the right one. Is it one or two? And I, I've always liked that. I just mm-hmm. think it's a fun time. But uh I forget how much I hate getting my eyes dilated. Same, but also because it feels like intense pressure, but also uh Good thing we didn't schedule anything after this. Yeah. I mean, just a podcast. It's We don't have to, luckily don't have we don't have to anything. see for this. Uh, well, I was thinking about it. I don't know how I'm going to edit this now that we're, <laughs> I can't see everything on my screen also, looks, looks imaginary. So like every time I go to the eye doctor, there's like a ton of questions because I had my birthmark removed and we always have to like address the surgery, surgery of it. And every eye doctor is like very confident in what they call it. And yeah. I'm just like, let, it sounds like y'all are giving me a different name for this sucker every time. But then, well, can you remind you, the people that you your birthmark was on your eyeball? Okay, so that was my joke with the eye doctor, though. Did you you laughed? But he goes, "Oh, I see you have your boom removed." And I was like, "Yeah, they called it a dermoid cyst." And I was like, "My parents called it 
a birthmark affectionately. And you laughed. I thought it was very cute. I thought it was hilarious. He did yeah. not think it was funny. Well, I, I think it's because he was... He didn't get our The humor. medical term for it, a douchebag. Like, he... <laughs> I yeah, did he not, wasn't super nice. Well, it was really funny because uh, he had the oh, air musician. of... Yeah, he had the air of, I am rich, oh. but I'm also down to earth. Like, he... But, like, that was, like, his spokesperson, he like, came voice. In, he, like, peeped his head in my room before the nurse came in to get all my paperwork stuff done and was, like, eating something. Yeah. I mean, people and he was eat. like, oh, hey. And I was Even like... Even rich people eat. That's no, fine. No, but, babe, he, like, popped his head in the door and, like, was like, oh, hey. Like, he didn't know someone was in there. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, that's Be weird. Be professional. But he was like, he oh, like so, my joke. That's so why. musicians, huh? Musicians. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, what do y'all play? And I'm at the point, like, if someone sees me holding a guitar and they're like, what kind of guitar is it? I'm always making jokes like it's actually a body. Like, like, right. Like, because I don't want to talk to some stranger about what we do. Like, we, you, like, you really don't want to talk to us about this. You're right. just like pretending like you do, or maybe you, you're trying to tell us the latest concert you went to, or that you want to prove that you also like music, which is fine. I think that's what his point was. Yes, and I, he was like, I mean, musician, huh? And I wanted to be like big fat eye roll, but he was like, "What kind of music do you play?" And I said, "We only do polka covers of Metallica." Yeah. And he w- just stared at you me. He said, "Death metal polka covers." Yeah. And he was like, and he was like, what? And I was like, never mind. And then he, I was like, we're an indie folk duo. And yeah. he's like, oh, very cool. And he's like, and then I get up to switch turns because we were in there together. And he was like, so do you sing? And he plays the guitar. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I like, said, what about me made you think I played guitar? He's like, well, that's And he kinda... said, because you're a man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I want to get out of here. Otherwise, I would love to peel this onion a little bit deeper to see, like, the, the implications. But whatever. Um, yeah, it was. It was and then it, the whole experience was tarnished because our copay was much larger than I had anticipated. Yes. And if there's anything that get that revs your it's engine. It's an unexpected it, ex- expense. Specifically a copay. And Yes. I've decided that insurance doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's just, it's all just how how confusing can we make the payment system and how much can we get away with charging you? Yes, because they have a new thing where it's like, hey, if you want to check your actual vision to see if it, if your prescription needs changing, your insurance actually isn't going to cover that. So that's like a new fee that your insurance has deemed appropriate to separate from the rest of the cost of your exam well i remember whenever you got the super dentist appointment the one that we affectionately like look back on and think like oh my gosh that was like the worst era ever yeah uh we we found out eight months later that it was covered under our insurance it was halfway covered it was halfway covered but it was covered on our medical insurance not our dental insurance yeah, and but freaking Obamacare customer service signed me up for dental, making me think that I needed a separate, yeah, like, I'm like, hey, wrong. I didn't get signed up for the dental. They're like, oh, no, let me do it. So the moral of the Man, story is I'd, don't get insurance. Just, like, don't Just die. buy a motorcycle. Just don't be an idiot. Don't wear a helmet. Don't be Just an get idiot. out there. Brush your teeth. Just drive around. No, Live it I'm up just kidding. Young. There's no way to, there's Nothing no way to. will happen to you. Okay, I feel like that's a good note to start on. That feels yeah, really just as a, uh, My glasses are off. I'm feeling a little bit more oriented into the space that we're in. I can't believe it's 5 p.m. We're recording this late. Yeah, we we usually do it early in the day, but I was I was out and about today, so this is the first chance I got to do it. Yeah, uh, we had an incredible run of shows. A couple, yeah. So the last time we recorded this, we were like about like that weekend. We were headed out on the road for our first like three shows in a row vibe. We haven't done that in two years. 
Two years. And it fell almost like old times, except now we have this ball and van. Yeah, the van adds... The van was a vibe. The van adds an element of... So the thing I kept battling on that trip was, this feels like old times. But it, in a way, it felt better than old times because yes. we had the van. It was more So it's like, oh, this is new times. This is... A way more comfortable. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Granted, we did stay with family a couple of nights, so we didn't sleep in the van every night. But we did sleep in the van in a Lowe's parking lot the first night, and boy, was I scared. Well, so um, I don't know if if you're listening to this and you don't know this. Uh, the company, I don't. I think Walmart owns Lowe's. I mean, don't fact check me, but I think that they have the similar. I think they are. I think it's uh, owned by the same company. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Let's. But anyway, mm-hmm. Walmart and Lowe's is pretty outwardly welcoming to travelers. They say, feel free to sleep in our parking lot, and then when you wake up, come in and uh, brush your teeth or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, I had committed that on this trip we were going to do that because we had stayed in campsites, but we're still trying to van life. We're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And we pull, we committed. We're like, we're going to play the show in Atlanta, and we're just going to drive. So we drove all the way I wanted to plan where we stayed, but you're like, I would prefer to stop whenever I'm tired. And then now I see why that's beneficial. Because we want to knock out as much of the road as we can. Mm-hmm. And then right around that like 1030 p.m. mark, I started yeah. like my eyes started getting heavy. And I was like, hey, let's start looking out for a Lowe's. Because we were about 45 minutes to an hour away from like a rest stop that we had agreed on. And yeah. then last minute you were like, actually, I think I'd rather stop now. And that I think like it kind of derailed a plan I had in my head, even if it was only a plan I had. For like 15 minutes. For like 15 minutes. Yeah. But like I get a little flustered and I got pretty flustered. Well, we pull into the Lowe's parking lot and I'm relieved immediately because there are three 18-wheelers obviously holding people in them (laughs) because they're parked. They have like the... Like the top lights. I don't know what those are called or what they do. Basically saying, hey, uh, occupied. And the the way that they sleep in there, I don't understand how it works. Yeah, do you think it's in the cab or in the... the I think it's in the cab because they have like cargo in the back. But I think the cab is big enough to where you can, like, comfy sleep in there. Yeah. So there were three 18-wheelers, but there was also a camper. And I was like, wow, these are our people. This is what it feels like. All the we, lights were left on in the parking lot. We're totally line. safe. And I got out because I wanted to remember the moment. So I get my camera. I'm brushing my teeth in the parking lot. I freaked out. And you flipped. I didn't want anyone to know that we were there. But they were also. I was like, "Stop making a spectacle!" I was like, "Get your butt back in the car now!" Yeah, it was. You gave me like. I cracked the little, window and I was like, "Get in the car now!" Yeah, you talked through gritted teeth like. That's what I just. That's what I just did. No, I know, but I needed to like talk with gritted eyes. Bing, 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 bing. But it 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 was alarming to me. Like I was trying to how angry you were. Could you see my fear and realize that you needed to listen to me? Um. I wasn't was, rational, but I was fearful. It, you definitely weren't rational. I'm glad we agree on that. But you could, did you honor my fear? I honored your fear. I got back in the van and if I was you, like, uh, is a gunman in the van? Because that's yes. how you're behaving. Yes, but if you look through our photos, there's a blurry picture of Jeremiah <laughs> trying to brush his teeth in the Lowe's parking lot because I interrupted his moment. Oh, because I was like, she's getting attacked. Please tell me that you saved that picture because that's a good moment. I'm sure I have that picture. I literally like cracked. I was... Okay, my method was like, you get in the parking lot. We made it. Everyone shut up and everyone get in the car. Everyone be quiet. Don't turn on the light unless you absolutely need to. And I was like, because we had just been to a gas station to use the bathroom and I washed my face there and I was scared there. I think that's what set the tone is I was scared at the gas station and then we got to Lowe's and I was still fearful. Yeah. And I didn't want anyone from the gas station to know that I had made it to the Lowe's and I was like, this is where I die. 
Yeah, your fear is really creative. Like you have a, but you have like an imaginary screenwriter in your I mind know. that's like writing some good scripts. Oh my goodness! Like some of the things you say, like, um, "Hey, I know that the plant in the room making the shadow. I know that's just a plant, but also, what if it were a dragon?" And I'm, like, arguing with this, like, fake thing. I know. But then another thing, and we were talking about this with a friend, is that as a as a woman, that fear in a parking lot is, like, a very real thing. Yes. And, and as a woman, I think if you're ever alone at night, you're just all, you're taught to be on guard because you have to be. Yeah. And I know you and Noodles were with me. I totally get that rationally. But, like, it makes sense as to why being sleeping in a parking lot feels very vulnerable to me. Yeah, and I guess so. But at the same time... What do you mean you guess so? I don't know. Like, it's a room. It's a bed. Like, as soon as Noodles starts barking at an intruder, that intruder's going to at least be like, oh, whoa, I need to at least, like, make sure I want to do this. Yeah, I guess. But, like, based on, like, memory and just, like, the stage that's been set for women as a whole, like, I think it's a natural thing for my body to still hold on to that fear, even though, like, rationally I know I'm safe. I think so, but you're you're literally laying next to a watchdog and a judo expert, so it's like... You know what I'm saying. (laughs) And also, I'm not a judo expert. But I pulled into the park, like, whenever we pulled into the parking lot, I think it was that, that I forget, is that I was a little bit of, like, freaked out at the gas station, and so whenever we pulled up to the parking lot, which was only, like very close to the gas station yeah. was the Lowe's. And I was just like, we have to be so quiet. I don't want anyone to know that we live in this van. But it's very obvious that we live in the van because there is a Max Air fan and there is an RV window. Yeah. Also, there were other campers. Like, I, if I'm going to break into a camper, it's going to be the one that has hydraulics and is way bigger. Yeah, I know. It It was just kind of creepy, but we used the heater this time and that helped. That helped a lot. I think as a whole, we slept better than the last time because it was less cold. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the shows specifically. Yeah. And for this, I mean, I always love playing, but these, these shows specifically because after the shows when we're like selling merch and talking to people, so many people that have seen us before wanted to talk about how much more you're involved in the live, uh, performance. Yeah. And I, I I have a feeling you're going to push back on that. Yeah, we talked about that, Tim. Yeah, I loved it because I felt it too. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that both of the nights where they said that, you told the story of peeing in the bottle on stage. That I told in, on the podcast. Now, yeah. imagine seeing you three years ago because that was the last time those people had seen us. Isn't that funny that they're like, wow, you've really opened up. I'm like, oh, so I just needed to tell you about going to the bathroom and you'll consider that me being out of my shell. Yeah. And if that's the case, then... Pet peeve is being told I've come out of my shell. Would you rather be asked to come out of your shell or being told that you have come out of your shell? I don't like either. Is that the same thing to you? It's like a a cover-up for like, hey, whenever you're quiet, you're not good enough. Yeah. See, I like to look at it like an optimist and I like to think, oh, wow, they like you so much they only want more. Mm, I don't like that. No, I know. And I I like that. Because me out of my shell is not me in my nature. But I felt like you were in your nature at those shows. Yeah. I mean, I was being me. That's That's why I decided to do it. But like that doesn't. um, I don't know. I just I'm more comfortable with myself. I think the difference is. At those shows, you and I were way more like we are at home. It was way less like, 
hey, everybody, my name is Jeremiah, and I'm going to tell you this story. It was much more you and I, like, how are you feeling about this next song? Do you think we've developed that over... I think I think it's not so much that we've developed it. Podcast? I've just forgotten the other, you know? And I think that's fine. I, I've i always wanted it to be more like we're talking to each other. And that's what... I feel like we nailed and we, that. And we did that. Like, I've always wanted that. Um, like, we saw and the... I think, no, go ahead. Oh, no. Like... You know, people used to always say, oh, I wish you would sing more. That gets my nerves. But no one asked that, even though I sang like the same, same amount that I typically do. That's just not true. You have, you have a whole brand new song dedicated to you. Yeah, but I didn't sing Backwards Heart. You didn't sing Backwards Heart in Hattiesburg? Nope. How did we do that? We just didn't. So that's what I'm saying. I'm singing the same amount as I always mm. have. But for some reason, the P jar made them register that I was... Well, doing more. In their defense, the PGR takes like 12 minutes to tell. I know, but I told it because I think it's funny. It is funny. And relatable. And I'm like on edge as you tell that story. Why? You because think I think something? it's funny, but I could see how people would not think it's funny. They would think it's like uncomfortable? Yeah. Or just like, why is she talking about peeing in a jar? Like I could literally see someone being like, uh, this is like not the vibe. What I mean, she? Fairhope definitely was that. They were definitely not really into it. No, but they applauded when you were done. Hattiesburg was super into, they were into it. it. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know. It's like, and you know, the whole like mixed feelings of people wanting more of me. It's just annoying because I think I have gotten more comfortable with myself. Um, oh, I know the joke I made to you in the car because someone had told me that coming out of your shell thing and you were like, how are you feeling after that happened? Like, are you doing okay? Whatever. And I was like, I don't think people want the actual truth, which is just like, oh, you like me with a little bit more serotonin in my brain. Yeah. And you just don't know that. What that's you, not what you said, but that's a, that's a better version of it. Yeah. What did I say? You said, oh, you just don't like me when I'm depressed. Exactly. Yeah. Which to me, I was like, oh, yeah, you were depressed like the first four years of our career. I know. Yeah. I was in a really bad funk and I had a really hard time figuring out who I was. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. Like, you know who yes. you are now. And so I think that's why it makes me, I think that's why it always triggers something in me whenever someone says, or whenever someone used to say, I wish you could do more or I wish you could uh, come out of your shell or, oh, I'm just so glad to see that you're confident now. Like all that dumb bs right because what they don't know is that like oh i i was like really struggling back then is that was that not enough for you right and that makes me so angry well it's funny because like i i think about artists like adele and how her fans are mad at her for losing weight oh my gosh and it's like what are we doing what is this relationship people with just people? get yeah irritating. but there was a very specific type of person that would tell you you need to come out of your shell. And it was always like 45-year-old soccer moms. And they would come up to me first, and I would try to warn you, like, hey, it's one of them. I know. I know. And they would think that they saw something in me that I didn't know existed. Well, and part of me is thrilled because I'd rather them say, I'm just so glad she came out of her shell, instead of coming up to me and being like, you need to let her sing more. And I know. At least we're done with that. At least we're done with that. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm thankful that we're done with that conversation because that was a nightmare in a different way. Because but like, that hurt my feelings, too. Exactly. So yeah. at least it's only bothering me now. But, yeah, which and is great. I, and I'll, I get, I'll take those odds. That is progress. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah, it's annoying, right? Yeah. But it was it was really fun playing those shows. It was really fun. Because whenever you're in front, it's, what is it, in front of people that like, 
you're on display for anyone to criticize how you behave. Like just open, just like anyone can just give you open feedback. And you're like, I didn't ask for any of this. Yeah, but it's like, it's like if the optometrist that we that's, just saw. That's what I was just saying. You didn't say it. You were or about thinking. To, yeah. yeah. It, it would be like if we could give him like applaud when he did something good or be like, boo, whatever he like. Be like, you, you know, know what? I wish you'd open it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the, uh, I, don't, I don't like your outfit. You seem a little. Your old stuff was better. <laughs> like it just. You seem a little bit like you could come out of your shell more. Yeah. As it, a doctor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, I think it's an expectation on what a performer should be. Yeah. I, I wasn't so meeting their expectation of, of perform. I agree. But I also think that we have a very specific type of job that we do in front of people and like most people don't do that. Like a lot of people don't know. know it matters to us if you show up or not. Well, yeah, and it and you're kind of welcoming in that criticism because of where we are. Yeah. And I understand And that's part that. of the job. I understand that. But also I think that as some like like pleasant pushback, I think it is great that people are seeing you and maybe we're missing something. Maybe you are like maybe it's so obvious that you're not depressed anymore and people are like, "Wow." Here's the whole errand, you know, you know, who knows? But I do know that I had more fun at those shows than I had all of COVID. So mm. maybe they just don't know how to word it right. Yeah. Or maybe you feel like it's criticism because they know in some way that you used to be depressed. You know, they don't I, know I don't that's think, what they know. I don't think they would ever register it as that. I think they would just say like, oh, she's just gotten more confident or she's not shy anymore. Yeah. Which is just unfair. And I think that's me being like a sensitive person and being told that like shy is a bad thing or being sensitive is bad too. Yeah. Because it is true. Like you're up there telling the story about like squatting and peeing in a van and they're like, more, more. And it's like, oh, why Why is this what you respond to? Mm-hmm. Which exactly. is weird. Yeah. Which is weird. Why can't I just be, why can't I just observe like I like to? Yeah. Because I think up there, not a lot of, I would say, I don't know what the what the ratio is, but not a lot of performers don't want to be, don't want to have the spotlight. I would say the majority of performers go into performing so people will watch them. You're one of the odd birds because you're up there and you're like, I, I just want, I love music. That's all I'm here for. You, it's a much more noble pursuit that you're doing. I'm up there hamming it up, like try someone like me. And you're, you're up there just like giving what you have to offer. I think there's more of us out there though. Yeah. You know. There's exactly half of this band that is that way. So. Noodles is definitely not a look at me. No, she isn't. She's a, if you look at my mom, I will murder you. Mm-hmm. Which, But it was really fun playing new songs. That feels great. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, we played a lot of new songs. We played a lot of new songs. I feel like we have an album of songs done. Like, I feel like we have the songs finished now. It's a matter of, like, getting them all recorded and put on a record together but when we were playing those shows i was like oh wow we could play just new songs tonight if we wanted to like there's Mm -hmm. just there's just so many you were getting antsy about making that happen but then i reminded you that this is the first album that you and i have funded ourselves and i'm trying to change that i'm trying to get we need to get somebody we need to go to the optometrist and be like if you like music you're gonna love this one give me a hundred thousand dollars prove it and see how much he likes music you know what i mean yeah but well, playing playing new songs is like the thrill of a lifetime. And I'm in a really good season of writing songs. I feel like every day I come home and there's like a new song just waiting in my guitar, which has been really fun. That's 
adorable. Yeah. That's... What um what what was your favorite one to play live? What one do you think? What was your favorite one to play live? And then which one do you think was received the best? I think your new song was received the best. And it was my favorite one to play live. Yeah, I botched the words, though. Yeah, and I was bummed when you did because you did what I do sometimes, which is like you're like really on a high of like I'm connecting with an audience. Of the funny, But you don't know the song well enough to, to like. To do that? Yes. Because I made a joke about it. Yeah. Because I didn't mean to, but in telling my P story, I connected some of the phrasing of the new song. Yeah. And so whenever I started singing the song, it like became like a creepy ode to me peeing in a jar and you not making eye contact with me. Yeah. So it's like pretty hilarious. Right. Uh, but then I couldn't, I, cu- I couldn't recover from the sidelines. Yeah. But that song, and I had a feeling it would be this way, but you don't know until you play it in front of an audience. That was the first time we played that song. It has that, that thing. Like when we play Happy Now, I can feel the, the room shift. Even if we're playing it to a room of people that don't even know us, like if we're playing a so far or something. Mm-hmm. There's something about it where people like turn in their seat and that song has that element. Really? It has that, oh, this is like the song from this record. Interesting. And I, I, I don't know what it is about that. It's like, obviously your performance is great, but there's something about the song. It's obviously not my performance of it because. Well, uh, and it's funny because like they, they came up and we haven't talked about this, but I thought this was really cool. Every time someone would go to compliment me or you about that new song, they would say, I love that song where you're talking about carrying you both on your shoulders. Or and they that said, was Walk the... into the Sun. Yeah, but the song is called Walk into the Sun. I know, Addie, my seven-year-old niece was like, hey, what's that song about walking to the sun? Yeah. And I was like, dang, kid. So that that was definitely my favorite, but I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Blue Jean Jacket, for sure. Same, I love singing that one live. It's so good. I'm not crying, I'm just getting that yellow stupid liquid out Go of my Go blow eyes. your nose, see what else is in there. You know what I'm, I'm scared of that now. Yeah. Uh, worked at Blue Jean. So I always, the the world doesn't know it yet. I mean, the if you that's not a release song or anything. But the last chorus, I do kind of more of like a free, like floating voice, if you will. Mm-hmm. More legato. And, if you are a yeah, person. even more than you yeah, and it's supposed to be a vibe, and I haven't really nailed it down yet live. I think it's because I can tell the... everyone's just kind of looking at me like, "Oh, why is she doing that?" Well, I think it's I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, "Hey, we're playing this for you know. <laughs> we're playing this for the first time. Like we're figuring out what this is too, you know." And I I just like that. I love the newness of it. I think that there's like a trust with the audience, like oh, because if you ever see a band play live. And they are playing a new song. You can almost guarantee that's the song they're going to have the most fun with from the night. Yeah, because it's new, new ideas. Because it's new, it's new ideas. But I also really like Good Time, which is a song that uh, I wrote about being a Lyft driver. And there's something about that song that I really like playing, too. It's just like, like, go ahead. I like the other one, too. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we played, we played a good number of... Set Yourself Free. Yeah, Set Yourself Free. We played a good number of them. I, I just, it was That's just. That's the most new we've ever done in a set. Legitimately, the first time we played it was on stage. Like in warm up, we were like, hey, do you, do you think you know the words? And then I would play it. Yeah. The dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I learned the violin part like right before. Yeah. But uh, why don't we wrap this part of the podcast and talk about something that we're super into? I'll go Are first. You gonna... Okay. Because uh, it's going to be the thing that we're talking about on Patreon. Oh, you lucky. Well, uh, the... I'll the, go second, because yeah. it's going to be the thing 
that I also talk about. Right. The the thing that I'm super into right now is the show Severance on Apple Plus. It has it has Adam Scott. It has uh, John Turturro. If you're a friend of fan of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, he's the guy that goes, "Who elected you leader of this outfit?" Which is like one of my favorite movies. Good one, babe. Um, and then it's got uh, Christopher Walken. But the most notable thing about it is Ben Stiller directed it, and Ben Stiller directed the mess out of this show. Also got a uh, a side character from the show Succession. Some of you have heard of it. Well, who's the side? Oh yeah, yeah. He's in one episode of Succession, but the cast That's is amazing. Cool. The well, we'll talk more about it over on Patreon, but. Our Patreon is going to have like a ton of spoilers, so if you haven't listened, if you haven't watched Severance, like give it a minute. Um, but I sever yourself from the episode. Nice. I think TV is so good right now, and I think that like I'm at the point in my like life where I would rather watch good TV than almost any form of art. Like over reading a book, uh, like a good album was st- like I still can't get over how good Gang of Youth's new album is. But watching Severance, I looked forward to every moment we were going to watch that show. And it was one of the, we've talked about this before, how like whenever you and I land on an episode together or a show together that we both love equally, it's so fun. And it's also like intimate. Like whenever we both started uh, Station Eleven and we looked at each other like, episode two? And it's like, episode two. We've been having the same taste lately. No, because you like the new Amy Schumer show and I don't really like that one. No, I haven't finished it, so... Oh, so maybe I'm right. But Severance is great. But you didn't get into Bridgerton like an idiot. Yes. So. Uh, Adam Scott, who was Ben on Parks and Rec, is the star of the show. And he is a knockout. I don't and know the main woman. Do you? I don't know the main woman. This is, I think this is the biggest thing that she's ever done. Patricia Arquette. We forgot to mention she's Patricia here. Arquette, who I think is David Arquette's sister. I think so as well. I think so. But if you were looking for a sci-fi thriller it is your thing, I promise. And we're going to talk a bunch about it on Patreon because I can't get enough of it. We're going to go deep. What's the thing that you're super into? I just got some new uh, body wash in the mail. Oh. It's called Olivia. Okay. Did you see that? Nope. It's a little bit on the expensive side for body wash. I get that. But as I have taken inventory of the food that we consume, I've also taken inventory over the things that we put on top of our bodies. Skin. Yes. Um... And just thinking about like environmental toxins and that kind of thing of of making sure that the environment that I put my body in is the cleanest it can be. And Olivia skin products are amazing. And I just got the lavender body wash and I got a face wash too. It's known as being like prebiotic and it's like an enzyme wash. So it's like just really healing for the skin as a whole. There's aloe vera juice in it, which is known for like healing healing things i just don't know and i just, just don't excited. understand why there's in, only like five ingredients in, or like eight ingredients in yeah it. i don't understand why if in a world where you could have healthy body wash why would you ever like let a company like old spice like poison the world it just because like i used yeah, to wear did, old spice and th- whenever you like do cause like it's a, cheap because it's cheap great which i understand but it's also like poison and I'm not I trying know. to be like hoity-toity on it. I used to do Old Spice forever. No, I know. And th- what color was it? That's another thing. Like, I mean, Lake Placid Blue. Like, it so, looked like a Baja Blast. <laughs> exactly. And remember that thick body stuff that you used to get? Yeah, but And that, you'd be like, no, babe, this is the real deal. And I was like, babe, what color is that? It's like blubbered green. Yeah. So, but that's, yeah, that's a good point is that 
we're finally starting to be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't consume food dyes, yeah. like eating what, eating it. Yeah. So okay, if we're not if we're not putting it inside our body, are we going to put it outside of our body then? Yeah. Because mo- the majority of laundry detergent, dish soap, body wash is like colored in some way. Yeah. And it's just for the marketing appeal of it, you know? Like clear liquid's just not as fun. So we we have the Spindrift and it's um like raspberry or something and they use hibiscus to color it. So like I'm all yeah. for like colored Naturally stuff coloring. if it's not, you know. No, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's my argument. Is yeah. it what is it colored with? Um so yeah, I I totally agree. It's like then why do we have all these other things? And I I think we're starting to come around to like, well, because think about it. What did we have before all of this? Like nothing. Right. Initially. And then they I developed worn really. deodorant in like six months. I know. I'm proud of you. But like, it's about to be summer. And I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do it. Well, we found you a clean one though. So it's okay. Yeah, I know. But like, I feel like my body like reacts to it different, you know? Yeah. You kind of, it was a form of like detoxing for your body. It was great. Because you're, sometimes if you're putting on an antiperspirant, like one that prevents you from sweating, then that's literally closing a detox pathway in your yeah, body. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't I, don't, do it. I don't super recommend that. I think that's tough. Can't do it. Um, sometimes strong smelling sweat is a good thing because oh. it means that your that means your body is trying to detox something. That's a good thing. Oh, okay. If it's like super long term, you might want to see what you're consuming that's giving you bad smells. Mm. Okay. Why don't we jump over to mm-hmm. Patreon and we can Let's do it. We can talk more about smells or we can talk and about eyes and, and all the things. Okay, bye everybody. Okay.